It's time for the Had It's time for the Had It.com radio show. Had It.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to HadIt.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this ninth day of September 2015. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser. And uh, today we have uh, uh, Robert Walsh on. Uh, he's an attorney for veterans. Uh, and uh, if you're needing a good attorney, you certainly want to give him a, a call and talk to him and let him uh, kind of analyze your predicament you're in and and uh, see if he couldn't be some help to you. Anyway, how are you doing today, Bob? I'm doing excellent. And uh, one of my guys got his TDIU yesterday, and uh, my last uh, Korean War vet won yesterday, and I got I got one more World War II vet that's 50%. And as soon as I get him done, then I'm going to get gonna roll up my sleeves and plunge right into the Vietnam pile. So <laughs> I tell you what. That's gotta be pretty deep by now. But my, my World War Two guy with asbestos in his lungs, he got uh he he finally as his wife called say they finally got something. So I think I got him to hundred. I haven't seen the paperwork yet. But that you know that's uh uh, his son uh, got hurt on a ship in Dry Dock. They were uh, actually they were they were when they're building the ship. It was a new ship. They were building an aircraft carrier, and they had him on there, you know, as the inspectors. You know, they're like a building inspector. They put they put sailors on there in the in the particular rate, like electricians or steam fitters, and, and then they they puppy dog along the around the contractors and make sure they're doing everything according to Hoyle, you know. And uh, of course, when they're building a ship, there's a lot of oil around and stuff. And there was oil on the uh, companionway, and he slipped on that ladder and just really did his back. And it took him, you know, it took him 40 years, but we finally got it. But he got he got his uh, benefits before his dad did. And then we finally got uh, got his dad taken care of here this week. He was and, and the, the boy was in the office, you know, about a month ago, and he said, "Boy, my dad's slipping. I hope we get this done." And and uh, then here comes the call last week. So that that was good news, you know. You always like to tie the ribbon on it, and finish it up, you know, and get it done. A um, couple of things have been kind of kicking around here. Uh, the the crazy uh, 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 Cheshire Cat. You remember Alice in Wonderland? You remember the Cheshire Cat, right? And the Cheshire Cat, uh-huh. the tree, and then it kind of blinks at you, and all of a sudden it disappears, and then it comes back again, and you say, "Oh my God!" You know, well, that's kind of like claims files, and and uh, at least two of the people in this three-way phone call here uh, have some some bruises and torn shirts and and uh, bandages on because of this, and I, I think we we need to keep hitting on this issue so um we had one guy i think we talked about it on the last show but let's go over the scenario again so this guy's on unemployability 
And there's a form, a VA 214140-1. It's a one-page form. It's real simple. Uh, it's got a check block on it, and it's a questionnaire. It says, did you have any income during the last year? And did you work during the last year, you know, for TDIU verification? And and you go in there, and you you check the block no, and you sign it and date it and send it to the VA. Now, there's two there's about three scenarios here. One is they never send it out. You never get it. Okay. That's the most common scenario that I've been seeing around here. There may be some guys that get that form and just throw it aside and don't don't sign it and send it in. And if you're if you if you are in that group and you're listening, let me tell you, bad idea. Because they will cut off your benefits, they will drop you out of warp speed back to impulse power. If you want to use the Star Trek analogy here, uh, you'll go from three thousand dollars a month down to seventeen hundred in a New York second, and then you will chase that train for a while to get back on. Okay, you know you're going to be stuck. And this guy lost. He immediately reacted to this when he got the the notice. And it, he still missed two pay two pay periods before we got it restored. We think that it's going to come back online next month, so he will have missed two pay periods. Um, when and they, he won't get that back, will he? Yeah, no, no. They're giving him a retro, and they're giving me two hundred dollars of attorney fees. Oh, but I, <laughs> but but, I, but but here's the point: it's a mess that they made, and why should he have to pay two hundred dollars in attorney fees? To me, to put back what they messed up. I mean, there's yeah. something for you to think about, okay? And and I'll tell you what, I didn't want to shut my office down for a whole day. Heather and I had to shut this office down for a whole day and run around like like chickens with our legs cut off, getting all these documents and copying them and writing affidavits and turning all this stuff in and trying to track down the DRO and explain it to the DRO and explain it to the DRO's boss and explain it to him again. And then they had to drop what they were doing, which is new decisions for people, right, and double back and put the TDIU award back in place. And that's a rating decision, and that's what took all the time. And not only was it a rating decision, because an attorney did the, some of the work, most of the work, then we had to have the attorney fee coordinator involved into it and the appeals team coach and seven signatures to get it, the rating decision all approved and had to go into rating and come out of rating and, you know, all the stuff that you would do to go from zero to a 100% award on a new case, they had to tie up all that processing time just to undo their stupidness here. Okay. Now, let's go through the scenario. So this guy has an attorney. That's me. Now, he's at TDIU, but we had a bunch of claims in. We're trying to get him up to 100%. And we've got like three or four issues pending, and this guy's at 70, and we're trying to get him up to a real 100. So that you don't need to do that verification for him. And there's other advantages, as you guys know, to being at 100, at a real 100. But but we were, we were moving towards there. So we had had, 
what had happened is that apparently in February of last year, they sent out the the form, the 214140-1 income verification form. Okay. Now, if a if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, is there is there still a noise? Well, there is, but there's not a witness. Okay. So, in the perfect world, the veteran and his representative, his or her representative, should have got that notice, right? Should have gone, right. gone to me, should have gone to him. Now, when we get these notices, we get right on the phone and say, did you get this notice? And the guy says, no, or yeah, I did, but I sent it in. And they said, well, you were supposed to sign it, make a copy, send it in, and send us a copy. This is very much a world of belts and suspenders right now mm-hmm. because the VA is just out of control. And they are taking losing stuff and misfiling stuff and stuff going on out in the cyberspace to a, a high art form now. I mean, this is the this is the Olympic gold medal. Let's lose stuff. Crew oh, right now. I mean, these guys are these guys are setting new world records every uh, for 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 sh- losing documents. You know, they don't have to shred it now. They just print, apparently just press the delete button. And everything blows up. So it's a lot easier. They can get a lot more done, a lot more mischief. So the, so these two things come out in February. And then apparently, apparently, like in August, they sent the second letter. And the second letter is the doom warning. Uh, if you do not send in that document we sent to you, bad, really bad things will happen soon. You know, they said, we gave you 60 days to do it. You didn't do it. And, and of course, these, these are not done real quick, you know, on time, because these, these, these guys are goofing up, right, that are supposed to be sending them out. You know, so, you know, you got 30 days to send it in, and you don't do it, and then, when, then when you got a 60-day warning, and then, you know, 60 days after that, you're supposed to get this rating decision that terminates your TDIU severs it. It's a severance. Okay. A reduction. Uh, Bob, uh, what if, would it give it any more validity if the veteran would have that notarized and and documented? No, but here's, no, no, but here's, here's what I recommend that you do. First of all, you've got that, that Noonan, Georgia, you can mail it in to them thing, right? Yeah. There's there's two folks there's two web portals. They're, they're what they're called is web portals. They're they're fax they're the fax machine numbers. They send you out that chart and they give you all the states. Basically the states east of the Mississippi go to Noonan, Georgia. That is the evidence processing center for the eastern seaboard. The the west of the Mississippi bunch go up to Janesville, Wisconsin. Okay. They have a mailing address for that, and they have a fax address. Okay. In a perfect world, 
what you would do if you don't have a fax machine, go to Staples, Kinko's, any of those places where they'll fax for you, okay? Office supply places usually. Um, Office, Max, Office Depot. All those places have, you know, a print shop thing, and they'll fax stuff for you. And tell the technician, uh, you know, the clerk, whoever's doing it, that you need the answer back page turned on. So what you'll get is when you fax it, you'll get a the the local copy machine will print out a page that shows a date time group up on the top and you know that the two pages were received okay at at noonan. But then you wait a second and then noonan will send you a little sheet with the VA logo on it saying that two pages were received today, you know, at this time. And and the the cheeseheads did not have that working for about a year, six months. But now we complained about it, and now the cheesehead Janesville bunch have got the answer back receipt sheet coming in now, too. Now, something weird that, that happened, it's happened at both sides. It's a computer glitch. <laughs> you normally, as soon as the fax is done, and your thing prints out yours, then the the fax rings and that receipt comes in, right? And we didn't get any receipts. And I'm standing there, I'm waiting for my receipt, I'm waiting for my receipt, you know. And, and so about four hours later, here come all these receipts spitting out all in it. <laughs> and I had to go running around, find all these files, and look at the time, and try to match them up with what I've been working on earlier in the day. Okay, that was a little minor train wreck, but that—that's only happened a couple of times. Normally, so you want to wait. You t- you you stand there and say, "Wait, I think there's going to be a you know a receipt uh, being faxed in here to me," and you wait, and boom, and then you get that. So now you got your two documents. Okay. Then you take those and you photocopy them, and then you send those by mail, by certified mail, to the mail address of of the evidence center. So you've got belts and suspenders, because it's important, because these people will cut you off. And I'll tell you a story that happened a couple years ago before it was electronic. I had this young guy and and he had um he had a young son and he was having a fight about child support and all kinds of business and we were working on his social security disability and we're working on we 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 won his va he was on unemployability but we were trying to get him up to 100 percent because he was the guy who would throw that form aside and not fill it out or move every six weeks and not change his address so that the VA couldn't find him. And that's on you. That's that's on you, the individual veteran, okay? That's not the VA's problem right there. If you don't keep up with your address, if you think that if you think that keeping the, the VA in the loop on your address is not important, then whatever happens to you you deserve. If you think that not keeping uh, your your VSO or your attorney apprised of your address is not important, then whatever happens to you, you deserve. And you would not believe how much time we spend tracking down our clients, not people we're trying to sue, not people we're trying to chase for money, 
But people were trying to help. About a third of our time around here is tracking down people that are too ignorant to keep up with their address and telephone number and email address to us. I mean, you say, wow, uh, that's pretty unbelievable. That's pretty self-defeating. And I would say, eh, yeah, that would be right. But believe me, they do it. And, and it, it's just it's waste of time. Just like this whole 21-4140-1 business. Now, remember, we said the last time, what did Congress do about the income verification for the pension recipients? Congress told the VA to stop it. That's what they did. They said, why are you wasting time? Now, when you look at everything the VA does, when when you look at, at, for instance, in the old days, right, you could go and get your uh, travel pay at the agent cashier window at the VA medical center, right? No can do anymore. We changed that. We can't do that. Well, why not? You know, there's some of these guys need that money. Oh, we'll mail you a check in three weeks. Well, you know what? I need gas money to get home. Okay? But the other thing is, if we're going to do it the other way, that means we we gotta we got to cut that check, and we got to mail that check, and we got to do all this stuff, right? Why don't you just pay the guys at the agent cashier window? So they built in all this extra process into it, and there was some justification that it was somehow going to save money. I don't think it does. I think the agent cashier could kick out those, pay those little things, you know, and 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 do it just as efficiently as entering the data and and, and issuing the check in Austin. But that's just me, you know. But when you when you look at this twenty one forty one forty TDIU verification mess, the numbers are clear in this one. Because here's what happened with ours. Back to our story. First of all, I didn't get the letter, and he didn't get the first letter. Okay. He didn't get the second letter, which came in August last year. Nor did I. December 1st, we had a DRO hearing. The DRO never mentioned this. There was no flag on that file. We were sitting right there looking. It was a paper file at that time. We were sitting right there looking at the file. There were no flags. There was nothing in there. He's flipping through it. He had reviewed it. He told us that he had reviewed that file for about an hour before he came down because there were some about three or four NODs in there, and it was all complicated, and he was trying to figure out, you know, what the heck was going on, and he was wandering back and forth through there. So he'd been doing a lot of work. He knew the whole story. He he obviously had because we had a very good hearing because this guy was ready, and we could talk to him and explain what the problem was, and, and he was going to deal with it. Okay, so now here it is July, and my guy comes in like the uh, a week before it, it was just it was the third week of July because because we had about a week before you know payday would come, and he gets a rating decision saying Shazam you're cut off you're reduced. By the way, I did not get that decision. So there were six documents allegedly sent, and we got one. And I say we. He got 
one of the six. And he got the coup de grace. He got the rating decision. Now, we already talked about what does it take to issue a rating decision. Well, that person who was, was doing that verification work had to take that to the rating board. It had to go up through the, you know, it's a reduction. So it's all this due process. Oh, I did, you know, this person's got to put their right hand up and said, I wasn't playing computer games. I wasn't really talking to my boyfriend on the phone. I really mailed all this stuff out. Not. Okay. And they reduced the guy. Now, you can't unring the bell, right? This has been done. So how do you undo something that's been done with a rating decision? You guys know you got to do an NOD and you got to do another rating decision. So we had to do an NOD. We had to fax in affidavits. We had to fax in all these documents. We say, we don't know anything about this. We're waiting for a transcript to come back from a December hearing, or the transcript had already come back, and we're, we're waiting for the DRO, you know, to issue some some decisions on these issues, we don't know anything about this. And then the DRO gets the said, that's why the file disappeared. That's why I haven't been able to find the file, because these guys had the file over there doing their mischief. He went, he dragged it back, he did everything that day, the third week in July. And we got the attorney fee decision this week. He was this guy got had two months of reduction. So his August check and his September check were short. And it looks like it's fixed now. And he they calculated a back pay and they established it. But, but the, all those people, there were probably a dozen people that worked on this. That's process time. They weren't doing decisions granting people benefits because they were busy taking away and putting back benefits that didn't need to be done. And, you know, the technician could have picked up the phone and called this guy. Uh, how come you didn't send back this form? It's important. And he said, what form? And then if he would have called me and said, wow, some guy from the VA called and they said I didn't turn in some form. And I said, yeah, we have it right here. Come down here and sign it and we'll send it in. Okay. You know, there's more ways. The form's available. The the one page twenty one forty one forty dash one, it's right on the VA system. We have it right here. It's a fillable PDF form. You know, we'll fill it out for you. Here, you know, sign it, you know. We can email it to guys if they're remote, you know, and say, Here, take it over to Kinko's, take it over to Staples, take it over to Office Depot, Office Max, fax it in. Not complicated. But this is a this is another self inflicted Veterans Benefits Administration wound here, where they're wasting lots of time. And if you're if you're a if you're a Donald Trump type manager, you know um, what's what's he going to tell you? You're fired. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna shake his head and look at you and say you're fired. The shrug of the shoulders, you know, you're out of here, you know, see ya. Okay, and and so we're but we're not having these kind of and why should Congress have to tell you that you're doing stupid stuff? You ought to be able to figure out you're doing stupid stuff. 
you know, when they were doing this pension verification, what's the problem? The veteran's in the nursing home. The daughter's picking up the mail. The son's picking up the mail, you know. They don't know what that thing is. And, you know, if if the veteran has Alzheimer's or, you know, is, is very ill or is blind or something, you know, what? So Congress said, you know, we gave you access to the Social Security database. So why don't you sit at the computer and verify? And there's a thing called Social Security number match, okay? And you notice that the Social Security number is on all your VA documents, right? It's up there, you know, like on the rating code sheet. It's right there. So all they got to do is, is ask the, here's all of our guys and gals on TDIU. And they send over a batch request to SSA and say, tell us who's had income in the last, in the last tax period. They come back and say, oh, here's, here's a list of, you know, a thousand people that have had income. Now, that income might be because you sold a house, right? It might be because you, you had stock that you got rid of or you cashed in a 401K or you inherited some money, right? There are a lot of reasons apart from working. And those are the people that should be sent the form and asked to fill it out, and they just say, no, I didn't work, and here, you know, I had I had money that came in from something else. Okay? Leave me alone. Okay. End of story. But instead, they send this out, they waste the, the man hours, and they waste the resources, and they tie up the computers in the mailroom. Well, we know they don't tie up the mailroom, and they don't waste any postage, because they don't mail them out. Now... What kind of a glitch is there in the system that allows one-sixth of the mail to get out to veterans and their representatives? Now, well, they can sure get it out when they want to nail you to the floor. They can get that one out. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure, Gerald. I'm not getting bad news here. That, that's the problem. We just got a, a decision, on a, an attorney fee decision. And the attorney fee decisions are mailed out, you know, by the attorney fee coordinator, who's a pretty competent person in a lot, in most cases, and and they, you know, they generate that document. And I so I get this attorney fee decision. I get that. That tells me that my address is correct in the, you know, in the computer system. But then. I don't get the rating decision that goes with the attorney fee decision. The same client two weeks ago had to mail me a supplemental statement of the case and a statement of the case that he received and I didn't receive. What if he'd been on vacation? You know, there's only a 30-day window on a supplemental statement of the case to respond. That's a short fuse. This is a due process nightmare. And one of the VA attorneys said, well, I said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out about this when we get the, when we, we get the um, claims file and we're going through it. And I said, well, yeah, maybe not since, you know, half the claims file is not in the claims file anymore since they scanned it, which Gerald has personal knowledge of. Yeah, for sure. And you're not the only one. Now, let me tell you another story. of. So the, the attitude about the court has been the VA is perfect. The VA is infallible. If they said they mailed it, they mailed it. 
you guys are liars. We don't care about your affidavits. We don't care about your sworn testimony in a hearing. We don't care what you say. You're lying. VA wins. You know, it's like the old, you know, it's like old Harry Carey, right? You know, VA wins. VA wins. Holy cow. All right. So I... A guy here in Michigan, close by here, about 60 miles away, came to us, and he called in. And by the way, a guy called in yesterday, and he said, Oh, I, I got a, I, I need Dr. Trippy's address. I need to send her a letter, a thank you letter, because I won my case. And I said, Well, you've got a report around there. And this guy had called in, and he says, You know, what do I need? I said, Look, just Go to Dr. Trippy and get a report and turn it in. I think you're just going to win, okay? Just do that. And if you don't win, come back to me and I'll help you. And he called in, and this was probably about six, eight months ago, and he called in yesterday to say that he needed Dr. Trippy's address because he needed to send her a thank you card because he'd gotten his 100%. So that was my 15-minute 100% decision. Because all I did is talk to the guy on the phone and tell him what to do, and he did it. He went out and, you know, so the coach can send in the plays. The offensive coordinator can send in the plays, right? But if you don't run the play, if you decide to do something different, bad things may happen, you know. And even if you run the play, bad things may happen. But if the coach knows what they're doing, if the offensive or defensive coordinator know what they're doing, you may get a really good result. Or then you may lose the Super Bowl by not having your best guy run the thing in and throwing a stupid pass. <laughs> it can happen. Okay. There's a but lot of Hail Marys, too, Bob. Right. <laughs> and, and sometimes, and, and that gets back to our, our friend Alex, right, you know, speaking of, you know. Now, now here's a guy that, that he's got he's to be wearing like a St. Christopher's, a St. Michael's. This guy's got to be like doing a lot of a lot of prayer and introspection. Yeah, and apparently he's going to be doing his prayer and introspection in his new greenhouse pretty soon. But uh, anyway, uh, so this guy calls in and he says, "I'm, uh, you know, I got, I got my, uh, I'm, I'm going up to the board, and I think I got everything in there." And we talked about what evidence was in there. So we well, got to win. Just wait, wait and see what happens on the board decision. And if you don't win, call right back. And he, and man, here he comes two months later. Hey, they nailed me at the board. They wouldn't. They wouldn't overturn Detroit. So it's okay. So I jump in the case and we go up and I say, "Oh, you know, there's a little problem here, guys. You know, you got you got this guy's Social Security records. Well, they mentioned the Social Security records. I said, no, they said there was a CD with the Social Security records on it in the file, which is a nice fact, but that's not analysis." What I wanted them to say was, oh, there's this, all the Social Security records were obtained. They're on a CD, but then we opened up the CD and we got the paper out of it and we put it in the claims file so people could actually see it. And, oh, guess what? The Social Security decision for this guy is all about what happened to him in the military. Those are, those are the reasons why he is totally disabled. And you didn't do that. And that's... Uh, Marinsic, that's a case from years and years ago. So you have to send this back. And of course there's gnashing of teeth and wailing and 
sprinkling ashes on the hair. But then they finally agreed that, eh, yeah, we got to send that back. Well, not right away. They they made me brief the case. And when I briefed the case, I sort of, you know, showed showed them, proved it with with a with the two before, and then they agreed to send it back. So, the, but the the important the reason I'm telling you this this story is because this guy's BVA decision was last year, June 19th. Okay, June 19th. Remember that date. When the VA general counsel issues the record before the agency at the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, they certify that's the, that in the old rules, they used to not give you the entire file. They gave you what they thought was important. And a few years ago, we changed the rules. So this is Old Testament, New Testament. Under the New Testament uh, version of the court rules, the RBA, the record before the agency, is the entire court record. And that's what's been saving Gerald's bacon because we have an old court record, uh, before, even from the old rules, where we have most of his important documents because the VA, as we've discussed on here before, has, has butchered his file. So this guy comes in, and I represent him in court, and we win. And so we have that record before the agency. Now, we won in, like, December January. And it takes some time. It usually takes about a year. And we got a uh, a remand from the board last week, two weeks ago. So, you know, about, you know January and then, you know, another another six months and then you get this remand back to Detroit to fix what was broken and in the board decision the judge did a the attorney who wrote it up did a nice job because they really went through all of the history of the proceedings and what's been going on with the case and they said oh and your right shoulder got reduced from from 40 percent to 20 percent and you filed a notice of disagreement on so-and-so date and then in April, remember that June 19th, 2014 BVA decision date, right? In April of 2014, the regional office issued a statement of the case, and you never responded to it. So that issue is now closed. And I read that. And I picked up the phone, and I called this guy, and I said, did you ever get a statement of the case? Now, this was before I appeared in his case. I didn't come in until after the June 19th date. I came in probably middle of July. So he only he, he was pro se. He didn't have a representative. He didn't have a service officer. It was just him. Just, well, no, I've never seen that. That's that's the main issue I'm fighting about. I, I wouldn't blow that off. I said, I know you wouldn't. I said, well, here's what we're going to do. I said, I'm going to send over and get an affidavit from you to that effect. But your BVA decision that came today, look on page 3 and look on page 7 where they talk about this. So I pull up in the computer the record before the agency in his case, and I cruise all 1,346 pages. And guess what's not in there? Statement of case. <laughs> Isn't that 
special. No statement of the case. Well, is the VA Office of General Counsel lying now? Or were they lying then? Let's ask them. So you see the little the little conundrum they have now? So where are these things? Because obviously now that thing has turned up in VBMS, right? Because these guys can see it. It's now in VBMS. But if the contractor did a VBMS uh, dump in August when we filed the notice of appeal in that case, I mean, that's four months after that thing was issued. It certainly should have been in there. Where where are these things being held? Where are they where are they being lost? They're they're in they're over in kind of never never land here. They're in purgatory. They seem to be in purgatory between the regional office and the board issuing documents and the documents getting mailed out or getting up on VBMS. There's some kind of a systemic delay here. Okay. The question is, is it willful and malicious and intentional? Or is it accidental? It's not accidental. When when, when you're dealing with the VA, competence is certainly always an issue. But this is happening with such great frequency, I I almost think it's malicious. And here's here's the here's the, the thing, guys. The the posture of the court right now and and we had the case where they got they got they, they got two things mailed out correctly out of about out of about 10 and the court did a panel for me uh, last week and they said no that, that you know your 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 client with the traumatic brain injury that we didn't mail stuff to you know 5 times out of 10 that one was properly addressed, so therefore he got it. You know, it's in the file, and it's got a proper address, therefore he must have gotten it. Mm, well, you know, guess what? Uh, first of all, the guy has a traumatic brain injury, terrible chronic pain, fractured pelvis, horrible limp. He hired an attorney for a reason. Or, you know, a, a veteran goes out and gets a service officer for a reason. Why? Because you don't feel you can do it yourself, right? Because you can't deal with it. I, I've got a lot, you know, I've got a lot of military sexual trauma clients. A lot of bad PTSD clients. They can't deal with this stuff because it brings up such bad, horrible memories to them. So whether it's it's because, you know, people aren't, aren't very sharp and they know that that they're not smart enough to do this, or whether they can't deal with the stress of it, or whether they can't deal with the facts of it, or whether they don't feel that they pay attention to detail and that they, they mess up all the time, whatever the rationale for retaining a representative, whether it's an attorney representative, 
uh, a certified non-attorney representative or a service officer, whatever the reason, those people made an election. And my position is that under the due process standards, that representative is entitled to notice. They're entitled not to a home run every time you get up to bat, but they're entitled to get up to bat and have at least three pitches. You know? At least at least three swings at the ball, unless you get hit by a pitch. So this is this is pretty nasty stuff and if the court's going to continue on with their current thread on the way they're handling these things here here's what i think guys i think the regulations should be changed and here's what should happen if you discover a notice of disagreement or a statement of the case supplemental statement of the case or a, a BVA decision that you didn't receive, you should simply be able to contact the regional office and say, or the board and say, reissue it, reissue it, and give me a fresh, fresh date. You know, with the with the board decision, it's 120 days. With the, you know, with the rating decision, it's 365. With the with a supplemental statement of the case, it's it's 30, and with the uh, with the statement of the case, it's it's 60. And by the way, I've also proposed that everything be a year. Why isn't everything a year? Why do we have all these different times? Did you guys ever think about that, how confusing well, that is? Yeah, it's because veterans are tendency to be uh, uh, put things back and, and do it later. And well, no, that, but you go to get, well, you need a doctor's report. You want to go get some help, and it takes time. And some people don't have a lot of resources, financial or emotional or, or physical or mental. And so why not just have everything be a year? And and the delay doesn't hurt the VA. The delay hurts you. You know, a veteran that, that lollygags around on their claim, that doesn't hurt the VA. That hurts the veteran. So the veteran, you know, but but by having all the timelines be a year and standardized, then then you can't make mistakes. But what I see them doing here with their snarky little forms, you know, we turned in a, a notice of disagreement, and it was after the uh, form had changed to the one with the, the new NOD form has the little blocks for each letter, you know, in your name. And uh, they're rejecting those things. Uh, yes, they, they are. They're, they're saying, uh, and, and if you if you send in new evidence, uh, oh, and the other thing they're doing is they're loading the all the old claims off of VBMS. You know, on the rating code sheet, you got all these claims, right? They're supposed to load all these over onto the new system, and apparently they're having to. They're somebody's told them to do an audit and do verify each file and go through. And we've been getting these goofy letters, these computer generated letters that say. Uh, you you filed a claim, uh, you know, back in 2005, uh, but we can't find it, so we're canceling it. Huh? Ooh. Now, they don't mm-hmm. tell you, that, uh, yeah, but they don't tell you what the claim was. Because they found some entry in, in, in the old, in the old uh, uh, VACOL system, 
and and they don't want to look through the five thousand page paper record, right? Or when they when they automated the claims file, they blew it up like Gerald's, right? And they can't find the document that goes with the claim. But they've got this nasty little artifact entry in Vacals, and they know there's supposed to be a claim open, but they don't know what it is because the person who put it in there didn't put it in there right, and so now it's our fault. Blame the victim. And I, I've had three of those. And they're confounding. And, and in one case, there literally is a 5,000-page record. And I'm now asked to go back and do all this detect- forensic detective work and figure out, you know, do their job for them. Wow. And, of course, what happens if you start the clock over again? You guys know the rules, right? Yeah. Yep. You lose all your back pay, all your retro. See ya. I think that's done, just... Bob. That's outstanding. By All design. right. That's cold. By design. All right. So that that is a looming issue, and, I, and everybody needs to be guarded. Now, what are we trying to do uh, about things? One of the things we're doing, we just we just got a a supplemental statement of the case and a statement of the case for one of our veterans, and he lost on traumatic brain injury. And I looked at the DRO's a good DRO. He's a sharp guy. We had we had conferenced on the phone about this. I knew what was coming. And the guy did get his unemployability award, so that was good. We got that off the table. So it's not a money issue now. But I said, Whoa, wait a minute. That I that that guy's been up to Dr. Glenn Johnson, my my traumatic brain injury expert up in Traverse City, Michigan. Wait, we we spent fifteen hundred dollars on a report. What is this? Years ago. And I think it's just like Gerald's case. I they've automated that guy's claims file and and, and they missed a, a, a folder. And so what we're doing now when I send in that that VA nine I'm going to be sending in as an attachment Dr. Johnson's report. All of your important evidence, folks, the stuff that's really good that you've gathered up, private doctor's letters, witness letters, you know, buddy statements, photographs, all this real critical evidence, I'd fax it back into that web portal. East or I West. think that's a good idea too. Because and I, I tell you, I had a board hearing. I had a board hearing with a with a nice young lady about a month ago, and I said, you know, we went down into that because here's what they did when they scanned. They just created one giant PDF mess, you know, like your old paper file, right? They just took it and scanned it. It's not indexed. There's no index in there. So. We extracted out of there the old BVA hearing transcript and the uh, the DRO hearing transcript and and our uh, independent medical evaluations and the private medical records and you know the stuff that they can't easily find on the computer and we sent it back in and so she was able on VBMS to sit there on the screen and look at that stuff she says oh yeah I see that and yeah I see that and I see that okay that's very helpful thank you. And here's a case where I told the DRO, 
we were going to do that in this case, but we hadn't done it. And I mentioned to him that there was that IME in there. And he found Dr. Miller's report, the orthopedic IME. He found Dr. Trippi, the the, the, uh, the uh, TDIU PTSD IME. But he could not find, apparently, the uh, traumatic brain injury IME. So we've got to get those busted out and sent back in. So yeah, that's what we're trying to that cheated him out of his SMC T, didn't it? What's what's that? Got a new SMC traumatic burn injury. We've got a new SMC for that, and that issue cheated him out of it. So did cheat him out of some money? Well, sure. And 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 the the other thing is, we're trying to get this. He's got two young boys that are in college, but we're trying to get him to a hundred percent. He's a relatively young guy, and you know, if you get to hundred percent, then you don't have this verification, income verification thing looking over your shoulder. And, and you know, this is a smart guy with some energy. He'd, he'd like to do a little bit of work maybe someday, but everybody's afraid to work, you know, once they get on IU because they're afraid the VA will jack them up. And, uh, you know, you do get these guys who, uh, like I explained to somebody uh, once, it says, you know, he, he, I said, you can own an apartment building. This guy, this guy and his wife owned an apartment building. They'd inherited from their grandparents or something. And he says, well, is that income? I says, that's passive income. And this guy gets in this big argument with me. He wasn't my client. He gets in this big argument with me. He says, well, my accountant says this. And the other thing. I says, let, let them all say whatever they want. American Legion guy says this. I says, let them all say what they want. I says, I'm telling you, it's not income. You're not drawing a paycheck. You're not punching a clock. It's passive income. Now, if you're over there working 25 hours a week, painting and 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 mowing the lawn, that's income. That may be income then. Okay. I said that's a closer call. But I said income coming in from a stock portfolio or income coming in. No, that's not. That's not. You're not working. You're not a wage earner. There's no wages being reported to the Social Security system. You're not building quarters. So if you're not building quarters with Social Security, if it's not being reported in that way as wages, that's not wages. That's how you that's how you deal with this. But to try to get people, you know, on TDIU up to a scheduler one hundred, uh not not have to be looking over your shoulder, you know, not be so paranoid about that. And also not have to worry about these guys not mailing you your 214140-1 and then kicking you off TDIU so you miss a house payment. That's not Well, do you think it would be a good idea for some folks to contact the uh, Veterans Committee in D.C. and uh, show some, some of these cases where the veterans are not receiving this stuff and ask them to see if they could actually force the VA if they send anything it, to the veterans? Well, you know, it'd be nice for them to all call in. And that the, but, you know, it takes a year, years for people to find out they've been knifed. How do you know? You finally call the VA, and they won't talk to you on the phone anyway, right? And say, hey, you know, when are you going to do a, 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 a decision on that issue? It's all we did that a year ago. I think they send you something that's relevant to your claim or to, to your financial situation. They should be forced to send that to you the same way we have to send mail to them, which is certified by the U.S. Mail. Well, we we only do it because they lie. You know, I mean, I only yeah. I, I spent last year on postage at this office. We spent ten thousand dollars. Why? Because Detroit is just. I mean, Detroit was front and center in Shreddergate, right? 
You know, I mean, they were mm-hmm. like, like ground zero for Shreddergate. And they're back. We just had the San Diego thing, right? Shreddergate 2, right? Didn't we have, like, Rocky 2, right? We had, yeah, we had we had Shreddergate 2 out in, out in uh, San Diego. Some congresswoman jumped all over them because she, uh, they, they found them doing it again. That's in Bob Filner's backyard. <laughs> so, yeah. so hey, would man, it help? Uh, does Does Chairman Miller want to hear this stuff? I think he does. You know, does yeah. he have time to hear it all? I'm not sure. Uh, yes, I think you should communicate. Um, the The problem is here's the problem I find with con- congressional communication. I think it's better to raise hell with your service organizations up through that chain, like the American Legion, DAV, VFW. Because what happens is if you go to your individual member, whether it's your your U.S. senator or – this is a catch-22 of Congress, right? You write to these little – these college kids, these little interns and folks that work for for your senator or Congress uh, member, and and you say, oh, I – constituent services, I got this VA problem. And they say, well – Representative Jones is not on that committee. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you go to the website, right? You go to house.gov and you pull down the, the you know, who is on the committee? And you say, okay. So you send a letter over to them. And you get the letter back from the little college kid intern that says, uh, you're not our constituent. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's the rope a dope. I've seen yeah. it. And so you say, yeah, they well, keep you. Okay. They keep you you boxed in. So what I'm saying is, rather than write to individual members of Congress, I think you're better off to get to to get away. And by the way, this this last couple weeks, you guys saw the scandal on the one. Real got got a little quick minute here. You guys saw the scandal on the uh, uh, the the CMPs for traumatic brain injury being done by registered nurses, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hello. Ben Kraus. Now, yes. We, I read we, his articles. And we told, you know, Ben's been in a, had, had written a letter to the undersecretary because he, uh, his personal claim was in uh, Milwaukee and, and he'd moved it up to, to St. Paul. And then they arbitrarily sent it back. He still lives in Minnesota and they arbitrarily sent it back to Wisconsin. Their excuse was that he had too many clients up there now. He's an attorney now, and he had too many clients up there. So he said, well, i got a lot of clients in Wisconsin, too. <laughs> and so he wrote to the undersecretary. And then uh, NBC in, in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul picked up his story. And then they, they uh, NBC out in Denver picked up the story. And then CBS in uh, in Virginia picked up the story. And then the guys did the uh, VA is lying uh, billboards, high techy tech electronic <laughs> revolving <laughs> light up in the dark billboards. <laughs> and we we said that not only will you not get a, a a response for your request to the undersecretary, but I wouldn't be waiting for a Christmas card. <laughs> I don't I don't think that you're going to get a Christmas card this year. I think you're uh, on, I think that boy's on the naughty list. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, 
He does good work. I like him. Oh no, he's uh, he 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 nailed him on that. And what yeah. he did, see, Ben FOIAed and he got the database of all the examiners, so then he can match up who's qualified to do what. And the the, the in, in case people didn't see the story. Folks, the initial traumatic brain injury examination must be done by a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. Yes. Yep. No nurses. Now, if you win, do you care? Here's the thing. If, if, if you file a TBI claim and the TBI claim comes back approved and it's the highest rating you can get for TBI... You don't care if the nurse did it or the janitor did it. That's a sit down and be quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but the next thing is, but the next thing is the effective date, and they are screwing up every effective date. All these effective dates out there, people, they are using the effective date. They're establishing it by the date of the C and P examination. That is not the proper effective date. The proper effective date is the date you filed. Yes. Appeal the effective date. If they gave you a good rating, like 70% for PTSD, don't appeal that, because then they can get in there and fuss with it and lower it later. Leave it alone. If it's high enough, if it's where you want it to be, that's good. Stand pat on that. This is like playing 21. you got to know when to say hit me. But if the effective date is the effective date of the CMP exam. It's not just no, that's a big hell no. Go back to the date of claim. Because when you filed the claim, you must have had some evidence or you must have had some reason to file that claim. And that's the evidence they're supposed to be looking at. Yeah, the date the claim was filed or the date condition arose, whichever is later. Bob, on this TDIU form that you have to mail in every year, uh, when uh, someone comes to you and say, look, will you take my claim and this and that, uh, how about if they just, like, took ten of them, well, them uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, and a, a, said a, a every year, yeah. sure, a, a protective filing of it, and, uh, uh, I, you know, just set an anniversary date and said, oh, on the first of every year. But, you know, yeah. we we had to mail out uh, uh, to everybody. We mailed everybody a letter out about missing missing documents. You know, it cost us $200 to mail all of our clients, you know. And, and, then, and, and you know, that's extra work. Should should it be done? I mean, if and remember, the case is over, you know. We're not going to generate any more fee out of this case. We're now starting to work like legal aid, you know. But, uh-huh. yes, we that's why we don't get out of these cases. When we get these guys to TDIU, we keep trying to get them to 100. But I've got a whole bunch of people that are, that are 100% that I still monitor, too, because I've had VA come in and try to reduce them. You know, take their take their. Uh, oh, that's the first thing they do when you acquire the hundred percent. Yeah, know. they've got their you know, within yeah. five years. You know they're going to make a run at you. Yeah. Oh, uh, it'll be less than five years usually. Yeah. I had one uh, boy that it took ten years. It took it took nine years and and eight months to get him his seventy percent, and as soon as he had it, 
they immediately called him in for a CMP. <laughs> and he got his he got his award letter in the mail and uh hadn't even I think got his money yet when he got his notice to appear for a CMP exam. <laughs> that happened to Joseph Pazewick and they gave him a hundred percent and this guy was nearly he was on his deathbed nearly and and they made three runs at him before he passed on, yeah. uh, trying to reduce that hundred percent. Oh, I know, I know. It, well, it I think we've me. we've done an hour here. I think we've uh, covered a couple of topics of interest. Uh, good hour. This has been a good show, informational. Uh, I hope the people that had it there appreciate it, and and the listeners, other listeners we have also. Yeah, not not too uh, many glazed eyeballs out there. Okay, <laughs> thanks for having well, me on the show again, fellas. Well, thanks for coming on, Bob. It's always a pleasure, and and we're looking forward to having you on again. Okay, I'm gonna go see if I can track down Alex and see if he'll. Buy me lunch or something today. See you later. <laughs> Buy me a cup of coffee off <laughs> Bye bye. Bye. So, folks, uh, don't forget Had It. Now, Had It does have a donate button there. Uh, uh, hit that donate button and, and send D Bird a little bit of uh, money. It don't have to be a lot. Uh, she's just trying to maintain the website, the expenses of it, and and uh, let you know uh, try to chip in a little bit, whatever you you know you can, and uh, help help maintain this. Uh, it's veterans helping veterans, and and uh, bless her heart, uh, T Bird done a wonderful job uh, keeping at it. Had it going and and uh, done a great service towards veterans. So, uh, John, I think we've pretty well wound this up. I think we've had a really great show today. Yes, we do. I mean, we got to do a bachelor hour on that uh, not receiving documents and stuff, and see if we can't get our uh, uh, representatives to make the VA implement uh, that. Yeah. Uh, that that's really an important issue, uh, folks. Uh, once if you get a document from the VA, uh, don't just set it aside. You study that thing uh, because if it's something that requires a response, you want to certainly respond immediately. Uh, don't we wait. We do a on. show series, Drew. We do a show series uh, off and on called "What Not to Do." advise any listener to go back in the archives and pull them shows up and listen to them. We kind of put a little humor on them, but uh, there are certain things we tell you what not to do and what you do to get your check cut, and uh, it's a pretty good show, so I'd find those yeah. shows and listen to them because it gives you an idea of what not to do, and uh, Bob just touched on it again. If you receive that yes, form and don't turn it in, you will get your check cut. Yes, and you want to avoid that on my lands. Uh you know, it's like pouring water out on the ground out of the bucket. It, it, it's it's nearly impossible. It's impossible just about to get it back in the bucket. Same way when uh, the BA uh, snatches onto your check it uh, or a portion of your 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 uh, compensation. It's it's oh, you go through uh, hell to get it back and. 
and uh, uh, don't don't fall into that category. There's no excuse for being lazy. Well, although I, I think am we lost lazy. the recording, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, John. I think that's it. Uh, let's see here. I think uh, we can close this. Bazaar. Yep. I got it. Uh, show. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Just say the word. <laughs> okay. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and have a great day and a safe weekend coming up. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show. <laughs>